Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your Guides to Love podcast. I'm Haley Helveston. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I am super excited because I'm here with a previous client, Madeline. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited you're joining the podcast because we have a juicy conversation for y'all today talking all about her experience during my three-month program. I'm really excited. Yeah, it was such a great opportunity and um, not something I ever thought I either needed to do work around or wanted necessarily to do work around. But um, when I connected with you and we started talking about it, it, it just opened my eyes to a number of things um, that that required healing. And I'm really happy to have done it with you. Yay. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I tell every client that I work with, this is the one area, and I think I told you this too, this is the one area where people avoid, but they need to be working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, for me, it was just like, oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. It is what it is. That was always my, my thoughts around it. Even though deeply, like on a, on a more deep level, it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay that I, you know, um, didn't feel super comfortable in my own body and didn't even like talking about sex in general. You know, there was some shame around that. So um, being able to move through that was a really great opportunity. Yes, definitely. And then tell everybody, like, what was the main, did you come to me for a specific reason or just in terms of overall better relationship with your sexuality? Um, I mean, it was definitely overall, I would say, but in reality, I just um, was having a hard time uh, feeling motivated to have sex to begin with. Like it just, again, like every day, which is like, well, just going to bed or I'm just tired or it was a lot of um, saying no to my boyfriend who had been with for three years now. Um, and I just all of a sudden was like, what's going on? Like, why can't I get myself to want this? I don't. I just thought there was a lot of things wrong with me or I'm like, do I maybe not like my boyfriend? Like what's going on? I was very concerned because I know that's not the case. Um, but I just needed to, again, move through whatever it was. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that I needed to move through. Let's put it that way. Um, and it, it required a deep dive for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's go into that too, because I think that in terms of healing shame, It's like there's shame over the fact that you want to even work on this area, number one. And then there's also Mm -hmm. shame over the fact that you want to have a better experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, Yeah, and shame is just so gunky. It just feels so bad, Um, and it it and then you feel shame around feeling shame, even to a point, or at least I did, I think. Uh, And to be able to release that. Oh gosh, really, really huge for me um, to first recognize it. Like, where was it? Where was it coming from? And um, what did I need to do to be able to to release that? And um, you know, again, just come into myself, really, because I think that's maybe what this was truly about. At first, I was thinking it was more so about um, about the connection with my boyfriend and like that that part of it, but really I've, through the time I've realized it's more so, can I come back to myself, my own body, um, so that I can show up in other areas of my life. 
Mm, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Cause think about it. We are taught that all of our needs need to be fulfilled by our partners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's something I used to say all the time. Um, you know, is that like, Oh, that's, that's my boyfriend's job. I would actually say that, but, and I also didn't feel, I didn't feel bad about that. You know, I did, I'm like, that's okay. Like that's just his job. But in reality, that's a lot of pressure. First of all, I'm now (laughs) recognizing it's pressure for that person. Um, And it also, you know, moves away from taking accountability for my own pleasure, um, health, wealth, abundance, like whatever you're applying it to, like it takes, it puts that on someone else. In reality, I can be in control of that. Um, for my own well-being. Yes, definitely. Yeah, because self-empowerment, we can go into this too. I love how off camera you were talking about how it was a big step for you, but you bought lube. I know, huge step. I never would have done this. Um, Again, like I I just didn't think it was necessary. Like why? Why why do I need that? Uh, and, And it wasn't, like I think there's a potential for it being like, Oh God, like I need that. What's wrong with me? And I, at least right now, don't feel that. Maybe three months ago, I might have felt that. I'm not actually sure. But at least right now, it was a really cool opportunity to say, like, you know what? This is something I need right now. That is fine. I can take action on that. And I did. And it's coming today in the mail. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think then, um, you know, there's so much like shame over needing leave too, but at certain periods of a woman's life, she needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Not yeah. It's just, you know, it, it really, a lot of our work together too, I think was about paying attention to like these, you know, societal beliefs or conditioning and stuff that I may not have even recognized had been put on me just simply by being a woman in society. (laughs) Um, And so being able to recognize that and notice like, where do I have conditioning around that? What, what doesn't serve me anymore um, has been so important because those are things that I never took the time to stop and think about. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) Because I want to talk about this too. I love how, I love doing this work because I love how then it's you figuring out, okay, what do I want to believe? around my sexuality. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, again, like we, I think you, I, I'm sure you talk about this on other episodes, but like uh, what we learn in school and like what we don't versus what we don't learn. And, you know, recently so many more people have been showing up similar to you on, you know, social media and like in their businesses, like teaching women the real stuff, the stuff that I've never <laughs> I've never thought about at all. Um, one of those things is, you know, I have been on birth control for like over 10 years and never in my mind did I think I should question that. I'm just like, oh, this is what I do. I don't want a baby. So this is what I do as a woman. Um, but I now know that there's other options and I recognize that that actually isn't what I want to be doing any longer. Very personal choice. It's different for everybody, I'm sure. Um, but for me, I've recognized how it's influencing my body. And so I'm taking the steps now to learn how I can, um, make an adjustment off of that. Mm, Yes. And then also how has doing this work impacted your, you and your relationship with your partner? 
Mm -hmm. um, the number one thing that's done is allowed us to begin talking about sex to begin with. <laughs> Again, it just was, it, it always felt like, oh, it's just a, another thing you do, basically. Um, whereas, I mean, I, I know, at least I can, I can speak for my boyfriend a little bit, like it's a very important form of connection for him. And that's why it's felt really hard for me when I just felt like I didn't want it. Uh, I'm like, I, I want to, I want to connect with him in this way. Why, why is that not happening? Um, and, and then for me also, like it is, it, I want it to be, feel special and be special and be connecting. Um, so being able to just talk about it, which never happened. That <laughs> just didn't, it didn't happen um, to whether we are sitting in bed watching TV and we're talking, we like bring something up about it, whether it's like right after we do have sex and we're able to talk about something that went on when we were, were doing it um, and something we want to change moving forward. Or it's just like we're walking by each other downstairs and something pops up for one of us. Um, it just feels a little bit easier now and not as... Um, you know, not as, we don't take it personally as, as much either. Like, oh, you're doing something wrong. It's more so we want to work together on it. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So before, were you even talking about it or? No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> or if we did, it's not enough to like stick in my memory, you know, mm -hmm. or again, it like felt uncomfortable. Um, like, I don't feel he would really bring anything up because he, I don't know if he felt like there was anything to bring up necessarily. But then on my side, like I was, like there were a lot of things that I just couldn't get myself to talk about. Um, and, and that stunk, to put it lightly, you know, didn't feel good to hold that in at all. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that that's something that I've noticed with people is, is like the less you talk about it, the more resentment you have. Yes. Yeah. And that's not okay. That felt so crappy, you know, and whether it was me resenting him for something or vice versa, him resenting me and not speaking with me about it, you know, that's, you can still feel that energy. Um, and I do think that was a part, like that was something that was negatively influencing our relationship is like, we both had things going on for us in that realm and we just weren't putting it out into the ether. And then it just, Ugh, it just was stuck in both of our bodies and that felt terrible. So we couldn't connect. Of course we couldn't connect in that way. Mm -hmm. And then before we were working together, y'all were having sex. What? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> I have no idea. That's a great question. Maybe like once or twice a month, maybe. And, you know, I, I, feel like the number has increased like slightly. I'm not going to say it's increased a ton, but again, I know it's a process and like even, um, and I share this with you, like a little bit into our work together, I was noticing I wasn't being compassionate with myself at all. Like I was being really hard on myself. Like, mm -hmm. why isn't this changing? Like what's wrong with me? Like this isn't working. Um, but then a few weeks later I was able to stop and recognize Madeline. This is a process. Like this is a this is a process that will take time. It's okay. It's the first time you've ever addressed this stuff in your life. I'm 29, and it's the first time I've ever stopped to think about this um, since, like, when I was traumatized as a child in uh, school. When they just all of a sudden are like, "We're going to learn about this," and everyone's like, "Oh shoot, <laughs> like what the hell?" Um, you know, and and that was alarming to say the least. 
but uh, actually that's funny. I'll never forget that. They did it right before lunchtime. No one wanted to eat lunch. We were in fifth grade, hysterical. I digress. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's a process, and I, but I feel confident in the shifts taking place, which is really, really nice. Yeah, because I think that that's something I'm glad you brought up and I want to talk mm -hmm. about because it, mm -hmm. so much of our society now wants results like this, but if you've never done work on your sexuality yeah. and there's so much resentment and shame and all this other stuff, it's, it's going to take you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that was something I, I did. I do think I forgot about initially because I had been doing some deep personal work before we met. Um, and so naturally I became, you know, I was like, Oh, now I'm like an expert in personal work. You know, that's just like how it goes. It's like, Oh, I feel like I am enlightened, which is ridiculous. Cause that just doesn't happen that easily. Um, but truly I like forgot the beginner's mind again. It's very easy to forget the beginner's mind. Um, and so being able to stop and recognize that like, Hey, once again, this is very new. You are genuinely a beginner. Like, I'm telling you, and I still may a little bit right now. Like I don't even love saying the word vagina. Like it's not my favorite word. So that's something that I'm still going to continue working with, you know, is like, wh why does that bring, like, wh what does that bring up for me? And um, how can I move through that as well? Because I, you know, it's, it's just new and that's okay. Mm. I'm glad you said that too, because I think that like, like, come on. What did you grow up like? What was the name for it? I think I just avoided it. I swear. It's really you funny. Like, it. I really, I know. So you know what? That's a great point. Like, if I was avoiding even saying the word, like referring to my vagina, like, mm -hmm. how in the world can I expect me to just instantly be able to get with the program? You know, it's not going to happen. And I, I, Again, I, I got off track a little bit with remembering that. Um, but when it comes down to it, like it, we need to take our time. We need to be aware of like how we're feeling in our mind and body and take our time. If I wasn't ready to push to the next stage yet, okay, that's okay. Be nice to myself about it and then and, and keep moving forward, even if they're baby steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to say this too real quick. Like I grew up with and my family still says this. They're like, your parts are down there. I'm like, mom, oh, come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's mm -hmm. say the name. Yeah. You know what that's funny? Because my dad is a medical doctor and mm -hmm. no, like none of that stuff was ever talked about in my house. It was very awkward. Um, it was just, you know well, I guess I can get it. Like I'm his daughter and that's, it's not the same as working with a patient, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, but still the fact that those things weren't really talked about in my household, I don't even know if my mom even had like the talk with me at all. Like it just didn't happen. It was, it, there was like an uncomfortable air around it. It wasn't shamed, but it just wasn't spoken. So it, it could have acquired that shame. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think this is mm -hmm. great that you're saying, okay, I need to work yeah. on the relationship with the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's important. And the fact that yes, it does take time. So that's that's also good to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then what about in terms of the connecting with your feminine? 
Yeah, uh, that's been huge for me personally because growing up an athlete, I was just so in my masculine for so long. You know, it's just the culture of sport. It's overtly more masculine energy, you know, be goal oriented, having the structure, always taking action. Like you need to be super confident. Um, there wasn't as much room for the flow or at least not in my awareness at that point in time, you know, okay. I was a kid as well, right? Like even 22, you're, I think you're a kid. You're not kind of a real adult when you're in college. Mm -hmm. Um, but still like I, I wasn't, I wasn't overtly aware of the flowiness, the in intuition, the, um, like surrendering, the trusting, like I wasn't as aware of that. I was more focused in like the goal oriented mindset. Um, and so that translated, that's translated to many areas of my life, including also having a negative relationship with the masculine. And so something I realized towards the end of our work was that while I have, I, I, I am in my feminine energy, I actually have like really come into my feminine energy. What was lacking was my trust in the masculine energy. So my feminine wasn't able to just, you know, feel supported by the masculine and that imbalance, um, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't allow me to show up fully in my power in the bedroom, but also in other areas of my life too. Um, so that's, that's something I'm still working on again, slow and steady wins the race, <laughs> but I feel that awareness is, has been so valuable to me. It's not something I recognized before I worked together at all. Mm, yes. Yeah, I love that because there's this whole feminine uprising movement. And I'm, I love everybody talking about the feminine. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I also think that you're right about that because so many women then end up being in the wounded masculine where mm -hmm. we don't want to talk about masculine energy at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I like, I abandoned it all. Like I really did. I went from like the moment swimming was over, I really was like, screw structure, screw goals. Like I'm just going to be all floaty and flowy and this, and you know, and like, I didn't even, I didn't actively know that's what I was doing at the time, but now I can look back and see that. Um, because I just, I hated it. I hated everything to do with it. It had this like really bad taste in my mouth around the masculine energy. Um, and, and even like, I would, I would argue like the way I was looking at other people too, you know, people that were empowered in both their masculine and feminine were like triggering to me even again another thing I, I think I discovered towards the end of our work together was like women that are really comfortable in their masculine were triggering to me and I was like oh my god like yeah it's intimidating and I didn't like it and I would get that my wounded masculine would come out and it was just not it didn't feel good um but same with same with men and um or like with my boyfriend in particular, like it, it just, it, it depended where, where his energy was and how that influenced me was just, you know, again, there were certain things that I didn't like that came up. Um, but now I'm able to see them and address them, work with them so I can move through them. Mm, yes. Yeah. Because do you think that in terms of other women, was that woman being like assertive? in her energy was that was that or, what you referred to 
Um, well, I will say too, like I did, I did have problems with women in the past, you know, in college, I, I had, um, scenarios or situations where women more or less bullied me, honestly. Um, so that already left that, you know, filter of, of women are bad basically. Um, but then, yeah, like when it, like if, if a woman was more in their feminine, like I just felt more comfortable um, more in tune with that side. I, I did. I felt like more comfortable and safe. But then when they were more in that masculine of like, again, it maybe it was like a controlling factor or it was just like that, that attitude of, yeah, maybe, maybe assertiveness, aggression, even aggression though. Like I saw aggression when it might've been assertiveness. Let's put it that way. Cause it was triggering that for me. Um, so having the awareness around that so I can show up in these relationships in, in new ways, ways that fit me now, that serve me now, has been so important. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad you bring that up, though, because think about in the workplace when women are called, oh, she's bitchy for speaking, mm-hmm. and she's too, whatever. Right. And so, right. yeah, I think that's great you bring them up. Yeah. And actually, now that you say that, too, I think it's the one way this has influenced me in work um, is because I had that negative relationship with the masculine. I wasn't showing up in my true voice as much in work. And I will say just the last few months, that's exactly what I'm able to do now, which is very cool. Um, I am able to show up and speak truth, even if it's not something people want to hear. I don't feel like I'm just sitting in the background anymore. And I work in sports. So I work with a lot of men Um, and to be able to show up, in that way, in that power that's mine and my true voice um, is one of the best shifts because it made me go from not liking my job much at all to actually feeling really good in my job because I'm, I'm good at it and it feels nice. Woo, I love it, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that affected me too. So I think I'm sure mm-hmm. people listening are like, wow, that is so true because yeah. um, I always love the quote, like who you are in bed is who you are in life. And so if mm-hmm. you can't vocalize your needs sexually, you're probably doing that in other areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So being, again, it's like about that truth. And um, like I was saying with my boyfriend now, it's, it, to me, I do feel it's like a little bit different just because like how I show up with people at work, it doesn't have that, you know, emotional or intimacy connection. However, it's still so similar. Um, So with my boyfriend, it's still work in progress. Like we're, we're moving towards that, which I think is really positive. Um, whereas at work, the shift was like very quick, which was cool. Cause again, there wasn't that like emotional boundary to, to move through. Um, but I, it makes me confident that I can continue to move in that direction with my more personal relationships too. Mm, yes, definitely. And then what would you want everybody listening to take away from our conversation? You know, it, Okay. <laughs> This work is so important. It's like it's simple, but it's so important. And so, if you've ever been the person who's like, "It is what it is. I'm fine. It is what it is. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do the work here. Like, I'm gonna do the work everywhere else, and I'll be okay." Because that's what I thought when I first started doing this personal work. Actually, when quarantine happened, which is when I was doing this personal work. Um, I was really focused on like my job, like doing work around my job and making all that work. And then um, was kind of putting relationships and this type of stuff 
off to the side. Like I just didn't, I don't know. I thought the other stuff would help it, but really put your focus into something so important as getting in touch with yourself, your, your own body. Um, because if you're not in touch with yourself, how can you figure that you'll be able to connect and show up in all other ways in your life? Mm, I so agree with you. And I think that that's, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's like, no wonder why we're repressed sexually because they want people to be repressed sexually because then you're, you're not, you know, you don't question anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's such a great point. Yeah. Again, like I, I do think, and even as we're just sitting here talking about it, so I'm actually really glad we're doing this because it's giving me that great, great reflection. Um, the empowerment piece of it is so important. You know, I could feel empowered um, to a point in, in work and in other aspects of my life. But, and I think you've talked about this as well, you know, that, that sexual energy or like in your sacral chakra. So that's like where I've been doing a lot of work for myself. Um, like that, that is power. Mm-hmm. It's where your creativity lies and it's where your intuition lies. And it's just, it's your power. Um, and so being able to step into that, And starting with me, just for me, truly, it's, it's already translating out into all these other avenues of my life, um, that it wasn't happening when I was focusing on the external things and on the things that, you know, didn't make me as jumpy, (laughs) let's put it that way. So sometimes you just got to lean in to the areas of your life where you think it's okay. It could be better. Yes. Yeah. Cause who wants something? Yeah. Like, right. It's okay. That's, no. And that's, yeah. Um, that reaction, isn't it? Like I want to be, like, I want to have those, like those, yes. Like let, let I want to feel lit up and excited about my life. Um, and without accessing these deeper areas, um, would I feel joy to some extent and in some places, but to feel it all over and not all the time, but all over, you know, in all different areas and different ways and to feel it fully, to feel it up fully whenever I am. Um, that's a gift. It's a true mm. gift. Yeah, totally. And I think that, um, well, that's why I always say like living a turned on orgasmic life is because mm-hmm. you're right. It's, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So to this conversation, everybody be sure to like, subscribe, share the podcast. Let me know your feedback. Madam, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Yes. And y'all enjoy the hundredth episode. (laughs) Woohoo! Bye.